Hello, everyone. This is Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Welcome to the One Bitcoin Show. Today is December the 2nd, 2020. Strong hand. Only the beginning. Buying over crying. Personal responsibility is a new counterculture. Buy and hold. This game is not rigged. Golden age of the 2020s. Bitcoin is the next Bitcoin. In motion. Oh, yeah. I'm in motion. Went from Baltimore to Arizona today. Uh, Five-digit realm. Offended by selling. Compete. Don't complain. Conviction. Be a unique beast. Fitting in is overrated. Hello, my elite friends. Yes, I am in Phoenix, Arizona. Woo. If you have questions, I have answers. Type in Bitcoin Meister. We'll have time for questions. There's not that much I have on the agenda tonight. Uh, or do a super chat. Remember, it's only the beginning here in the in the Bitcoin realm. Check out yesterday's show, uh, DisruptMeister.com. Follow me on Twitter at TechBall. I was even tweeting when I was in the Kansas City airport today. <laughs> I've been all over. Wow. Uh, hey. I'm I'm one of those uh, I'm one of those bad boys, you know. I actually I I, I go on planes <laughs> and public transportation. I was on Baltimore public transportation and Phoenix public transportation. That's a for all you compliant uh, people, you know, ooh, scary stuff, right? Uh, so I, I want to say something, you know. I, I I said a lot of sayings just now. I've got a lot of sayings, and I, I said these these are just more than sayings to me. They are principles, okay? They are, and for me, it's about principles over practicality. Fitting in is overrated. So when I say I'm a unique beast, I'm living it. And these are Bitcoin principles, my sayings, okay? Uh, based around Bitcoin, you know, strong hand. You want to hang on to your Bitcoin. That should be, when you have Bitcoin, that should be one of your principles, strong hand. You don't compromise on your principles at all. Or else you, you end up in a lot of trouble. You don't you end up with a lot of regrets, in fact. But if you've got that strong hand principle in Bitcoin, you can carry that into your regular life also. All right. So you don't compromise on your principles. Compete. Don't complain. That's one of my principles. I am totally against scapegoating. And these are things that I have derived from Bitcoin. I have helped. You know, as you get older, you can start to list your principles. You, you develop your principles in a, a deeper way. And Bitcoin has helped me do that. So I start out on a philosophical note tonight that think about Bitcoin. Think about what you do in Bitcoin, what you believe, what you believe Bitcoin to be. Can you Bitcoin? Just putting it out there. Yes, I am very tired. I want to go to sleep very soon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, pound that like button, people. Now, I I feel like I've lived through this before, what I'm about to say. And I have lived through this before. And I am happy that people are interested in hardware wallets. And I am happy that people have questions about hardware wallets. When I have had Trace Mayer on the show before, and when I have had J.W. Weatherman on the show before, and they bring up their doubts about hardware wallets, and there's an overlap in their doubts, I get panic-stricken DMs, emails, 
mentions on Twitter's on Twitter about what they're saying. Okay, so let's JW again. Apparently, and I, I like JW. He's talking about hardware wallet vulnerabilities. Let's just say, okay, he, he's he's got issues with hardware wallets again. Now, I want everyone to think a minute, and and so that they're vulnerable to attack. Right? He says, I'm not saying that at all. Okay. Now, I want everyone to think a minute here. Think about all the new entities uh, coming into Bitcoin. Are, are they using hardware wallets? Or how many of them are using third parties for their quote unquote wallets? Okay. Let Coinbase be their wallet or something even more ludicrous than that uh, be their wallet. What is the true honeypot out there? So if you're a bad actor, if you're a bad actor, you want you want to get Bitcoin. You want to take Bitcoin from a quote unquote wallet. What are you are you going to pick a hard a hard target? Are you going to pick a soft target? Now, the honeypot, the soft targets, they're they're all part of a growing honeypot. Okay, the people that are coming in here, they want third party custodians. They don't they don't want to learn about hardware wallets. I seriously doubt as the price of Bitcoin has gone up. Quite a bit since September. I don't think Trezor or Ledger are selling any more hardware wallets than they usually are. I seriously doubt it. But you know, Coinbase is getting more uh, customers. I mean, in fact, I mean, Coinbase got the. Uh, well, that, that's a, that's a little bit of a different subject. Um, you know, Coinbase helped MicroStrategy acquire their Bitcoin, but MicroStrategy, I assume, isn't. Who knows? Maybe MicroStrategy is is let, since they're a uh, publicly traded company, they might have to. Uh, have a uh, custodian hold it for them, and I, I don't know. Okay, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not speculating. But dudes, it's mo we, this is a world that is used to third parties. Okay, and that's who's coming to Bitcoin. The world is coming to Bitcoin. The people who are used to banks, okay, and they want Bitcoin banks, and they want third parties to tell them what to do. Okay, they don't want to be their own bank. They, they don't want to learn about Trezor for themselves, and they surely do not want to learn about running software and the Glacier Protocol on laptops that have never connected to the internet before, okay? And how many people can even successfully pull that off? What Trace Mayer has recommended in the past, what JW has recommended, what Andreas Antonopoulos says is so hard for most people, okay, that the the, the hardware wallet, for many people, it's not hard, okay? I can teach you how to learn, use it. I've taught many. You can email me at adam at trezorhelp.com or DM me. We can schedule. You know, I, I can teach you. Um, you can learn for yourself, all right? But the, most people out there that start going crazy over this, they, they, they couldn't – they would mess up. If they tried to use the Glacier Protocol and a laptop that's not connected to the internet, all right, it, it would either they mess up and lose their Bitcoin, or they would mess up and it would the the top level security aspect of it would be lost. They would mess up on the security side. They would still have their Bitcoin, but it wouldn't be as safe as they thought it it, it would be. Okay, so bang for your buck, the hardware wallet. Okay, and in terms of Bad actors out there, hackers going after hardware wallets. When the honeypot 
of third-party custodians, third-party wallets are growing, okay, with the influx of new entities. I mean, logically, what are they going to be? So you shouldn't be, if, you, if, you're, if you're letting an exchange hold your Bitcoin now, or your cryptocurrency, whatever, yeah, you should be worried. You, you, you should be worried. That, that's, but, and then if you move it to a Trezor, don't be worried, okay? D don't, because it, it's, the for bang for your buck, it's fine. It's, I, I, I mean, I'm not in the mind of a hacker, all right? But I seriously doubt with all these new honeypots coming online, with all these new Bitcoin banks uh, coming into existence in, in the next few years, they're going to be, you know, focusing on uh, your, your Trezor, sending you, some no-name person out there, some virus to your computer so that that they can get into your Trezor, which has had no vulnerability like that whatsoever. And keep in mind, guys, keep in mind, if Trezor ever were to be hacked, in some of the ways that you're worried about it being hacked, there would be no more Trezor anymore. They would go out of business. That, that would be it. Okay. It is in their best interest to, you know, when there is even a minor threat, they put it out there and they, they add a security patch. Okay. So I, I know JW is trying to look out for everyone out there. Don't get fixated on it. And really for me, I mean, people want me to have shows where, I have people debate this kind of thing, and I'm, I'm not going to have it. I, I, I really think it is <laughs> getting into the minutiae here, okay, and getting into a level of, of worry that you really shouldn't be worried about, okay? If you know how to do the freaking Glacier Protocol and everything like that, go ahead. Try it out, I guess, all right? If, if you really know what you're doing there, but I would never recommend anyone to do that. Because they, most people don't know what they, it's only going to add to more problems. And again, the, the people that the, the hacking that is going to go on over the next you know one year, two years, it's going to be these big honeypots, these uh, custodians, third parties. All right, let's move on. Pound that like button. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, just re remember the world that we're living in here. All right. We're living in a third party world. That's and I, I there are more Bitcoin investors that are going to be around than true Bitcoin holders. All right. And the hackers understand that they understand the mentality and they know what to target. What's the best use of their time also? Now, uh, Christine Lagarde. Was in the news Recently, I didn't have time to talk about it, but tonight I have time to talk about it. European Central Bank uh, Bitcoin. What is this? What did she say here? The European Central Bank president uh, blasts Bitcoin, praises digital euro efforts. Bitcoin and private stable coins come with a whole host of risks, said the president of the European Central Bank in a new article. I mean, she's been saying this for quite some time. She wants to roll out a, uh, a digital euro, okay? And she, she's praising the digital euro effort. Well, why, why does she say these things? Why, why, why is she against Bitcoin? Why is she against stablecoins? Why is she trying? Control, okay? Control. If they get all the Europeans on their digital euro, it's control. Of course, she does, that's her job. That is her freaking job to, to, to strengthen the euro 
to let the political class, the sociopaths over there, have more control over their people financially. And she thinks she's doing a good thing. A lot of these politicians think it is good. They think they are good. If, if the people are hooked on the national currency and that daddy government can look after them, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. She, now, I don't think it's a good thing. She doesn't believe in the principle of compete, don't complain. She doesn't want to compete. She is complaining about Bitcoin. She would outlaw Bitcoin if she could. The stable coins, no doubt, she can regulate and, and, and whatnot. And with this in your head, we move over across the pond to the United States of America, where today now, – now, don't panic over this. <laughs> this isn't going to pass, and I don't think anybody would panic over this. The Stable Act – this is by Rashida Tlaib and some two other Democrats, radical Democrats. They, I'm just going to read you what, what they want here, okay? They, they, they're pretending, well, they think, because they're not using their heads very much, or they don't have much brain power. They want to protect the poor people. They don't want to, Facebook to take advantage of the poor people. They, they, so the crypto industry... The crypto industry votes no to stablecoin bill in Congress, which is not a shock that anyone that's involved in cryptocurrency would think this proposed bill is idiotic. The cryptocurrency industry reacted strongly to a proposed congressional bill that would heavily, like really heavily, regulate stablecoin issuers. Three members of Congress have proposed a bill to regulate stablecoins. The Stable Act would hold stablecoin issuers to some of the same standards as banks. Some cryptocurrency advocates think it will stifle innovation. It will. And further marginalize underbanked communities. It will. The bill, which takes direct aim at stablecoin companies such as Tether, as well as a stablecoin curious Facebook, would require any company issuing a stablecoin to have a banking charter and be approved by the Federal Reserve and FDIC. No small feat for digital asset firms. So, yeah. They would want anyone dealing with stablecoins, starting their own stablecoin, to be a bank, to have a charter. To, to I mean, th This limits the competition with banks. They're saying they don't want to hurt – they think stablecoins are going to hurt unbanked people, all right? But they're making it – they're giving less options for unbanked people. If you're going to make stablecoins, have to – go to the level of regulation that banks are at. And of course, banks would love something like this. They're trying to say they don't like banks, but banks would, would love this. If, oh yeah, all stable coins, they have to uh, have the same type of regulation that we have. I, I'm sure they support this bill uh, wholeheartedly, um, which just makes you wonder who, who's behind all this. But I'm, I, I'm not going to attribute it to malice. I'm going to attribute it to pure ignorance on the, I mean, and Rashida Tlaib is, all, is a completely ignorant uh, congresswoman. We've, we've known that for quite some time. But, uh, but yeah, she, she thinks that, you know, oh, we, we, we'll stop mean Zuckerberg. This will help her help poor people. No. Innovation is what drives the economy. Regulation stifles innovation. This is clear how it would stifle innovation. 
these stable coins, if, if poor people get their hands on these stable coins, they don't need banks that are already rejecting them. Banks reject them. They get stable coins. They become their own bank. They get to go into de decentralized finance. They get to get into Bitcoin. They get to get in – it opens the door so much that they supposedly cannot get into because banks do not want to deal with them for various reasons. I mean do, do you want them just to continue to go to the cash checking store on uh, at, at 25th Street in, in St. Paul in Baltimore or on Greenmount Avenue in Baltimore or whatever, wherever the check cashing store is these days? Or, or do you want them to actually have freedom? But no, she wants to be their mommy and their daddy and to, to, to decide what is bad for them and what is good for them. Okay, And in her demented mind, she doesn't think stable – she's not thinking it through or she doesn't have a brain. Uh, stable coins are great for unbanked people. All right. Bitcoin is the best for unbanked people, but stable coins are, are great also. So uh, now and, and through it all, and, and it's not going to pass. It's not even who knows what will happen to it. It'll go into the dustbin of history, no doubt. Uh, but before I continue, uh, we've got people, Roman Q, Trezor. Bitcoin bank holding. A Trezor is better than a Bitcoin bank holding your Bitcoin and lending it them out to gamblers uh, for two percent return. Yes, it is. So yes, keep keep that in mind. Keep keep that in mind when you're you're worried about your uh, your Trezor. Uh, Twenty percenters don't have taxable events, says Roman Q. Well, yes, it, it, I mean if they if they can arrange it uh, legally that way, sure, sure they they don't. Um, and of course, it, what you're talking about is the 20 percenters in the United States of America that just buy and hold. Buying and holding Bitcoin is not a taxable event. Selling Bitcoin is when you go into that fiat realm. And you better believe the IRS knows, <laughs> says, states very clearly that that is a, uh, that is a taxable event. So long-term thinking, outhold out the IRS, baby. Outhold the IRS, as they say. Okay, thank you for the... Uh, the, the wisdom there. And I see we got people chatting. How, how's everyone this evening? Okay, let's uh, move on to. So despite the fact that we have sociopaths like uh, Rashida Tlaib in Congress, still the, the United States government has not reached its hand very deep into cryptocurrency, nor has the euro put their uh, dirty hands, the, the European Union, Put their despite their dreams, because they're, they're plenty of them, plenty of these government officials would love to stick their filthy hands and regulate even more. But we can tell that they haven't really spoiled things quite yet as they dreamed of, because Nick Carter has a tweet that's an old tweet now from the end of November, November. But it shows that in the Western world, both United States and Europe, that uh, during business hours, this is when Bitcoin is a. This is this is when it's pumping. All right, there's a nice chart with fancy sets and graphics out there that you can you can uh, link to is hit click on. It's linked to below, and I misplaced it here, but that's all right. Oh no, I'm on the wrong uh, notepad here. Hang on, let's go to the correct one. Yeah, Western Western trading hours uh, dominate. All right dominate Bitcoin, the Western world trading hours, but the United States, and that, that goes with what I've always said, that the United States dominates the Bitcoin world. 
Um, now, if, if the Rashida Talibs had their uh, way, and they won't, then uh, the the for the for the sake of the poor people, uh, and it would not be for their it would it would hurt them more because there would be less innovation. Uh, the United States would be a backwater of of, of cryptocurrency and Bitcoin, but that's not the way it is now. It's the center of the Bitcoin world, and this, there's the tr- trading statistics for all you uh, fiat freaks that love to trade. To, to remind you. All right, Tim Copeland, Mauricio, and Daniel Prince for on this week in Bitcoin. Link to below. Um, and this week in Bitcoin will be Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern time, Baltimore time. And I will leave you on it with a Coinbase note. Coinbase, I believe on Monday, or might have been Sunday night, I don't know. I got an email from them. A hype email. Bitcoin is trending. Here's why. So uh, Bitcoin was approaching its all-time high, and they want to remind everyone. And I assume they want to wake up some of their retail customers who uh, – they, they want to spread freaking FOMO, okay? So that's a good sign. Even though Coinbase kind of uh, – you know, they, they often uh, get too much traffic and they uh, slow down. They were encouraging it. They were spreading the FOMO over email. I got the email. They are hyping the big. For those of you that think, you know, Coinbase loves the altcoins. Oh, no. They were jumping on the Bitcoin train. They know they want to make money any way they can. And if Bitcoin's pumping, they are going to spread the FOMO to their people. I got an email to prove it. And that's it for tonight, man. I'll be back uh, tomorrow. Let me see. Oh, yeah. Tuesday show. I forgot to put that in the chat there. Click on that. All right, dudes. That's it. I'm Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister, the Disrupt Meister. Pound that like button. Get shirts like this listed below. Subscribe to the channel. Mess with the algorithm by leaving comments. I haven't been able to reply to comments for over 24 hours now because I've been in the middle of traveling and preparing to travel. Um, but it's it's nice to be back out west again. And the Phoenix airport was actually crowded. The plane was crowded uh, going to Phoenix. I think there's a, a cowboy spirit out here still. It, it seems like people are and, – and it was the same in Utah. It was the same in Utah. Just people aren't uh, freaked out as much as they are on the East Coast. So I'm, I'm loving the vibe. I'm loving the vibe of Utah before and now Arizona again. So see you guys later. Thanks. Bye.